because the tea out of the soda machine is just not the same as ice brewed tea that you see there. Sam would tell you the only real tea on board is Impalo, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you on that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by my path unwinding travel. And Sam, how are you doing on this fine Super Bowl Sunday that we are recording on? I am doing excellent. The Super Bowl has not started yet, but spoiler alert, I'm probably not going to be watching it anyway. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I, I watched all the commercials today online, but uh, I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, they're all, they're all up on YouTube now, right? Uh, Actually, Bob Iger emailed all the D23 members this morning with the heart-tugging new Disney commercial that's coming out and featured at the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll we'll Oh, is it a Parks one or a Cruise one or everything? It's like a Disney 100 one. I don't think I saw a cruise line in the commercial, but I'd have to go back and uh, back and watch. But yeah, so celebrating Disney 100 was kind of the theme of the commercial. But all right. Well, cool. I'll have to check that out. On to other things, meaning our show today, we have a fabulous guest joining us who is a longtime listener, first time guest. We want to welcome Scott to the show. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Brian. Hey, Sam. Thank you so much. And a big howdy to everybody from Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> awesome. You know, the only place I've been in Dallas-Fort Worth is the airport. <laughs> great facility to travel to. <laughs> it, is, it is. I love having Texans on because eventually I feel like we start talking about Bucky's uh, at some point and, uh, <laughs> and how awesome it is. And we still have not gotten to experience it ourselves. So, um, I know. yeah. Well, yeah. come on down. We'll take you down. We have one in our backyard right here. Nice. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Nice. I keep telling Brian, I ha- we have to come to Texas at some point, whether that's yes. uh, sailing out of Galveston or just, you know, visiting. I, I, we've got to do it at some point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Scott, I want to hear all about your background with Disney Cruise Line, but also just your general Disney background. So tell folks uh, where your love, where your family's love of Disney comes from. So I was fortunate enough as a young kid that my parents took me to Disney World starting at about the age of eight. We've had 17 or 18 trips to Disneyland. I'm sorry, excuse me, Disney World and one trip to Disneyland. And uh, our last trip to Disney World was uh, in December, right before this trip on the uh, Disney Fancy for the Very Merry Time. So we've had that and I've had three Disney cruises all on the Disney Fantasy, which is the best ship in the fleet. And um, (laughs) looking forward to discussing some wonderful topics today about the Disney Fantasy. Love it. Well, it's going to make rapid fire. I'm not going to even ask you what your favorite ship is since you've already told us that you've only been on the fantasy, but I love the fantasy. Uh, so it totally makes sense that you've been on her three times. And I mean, you get to do midship detective. So it's one of the best activities. That is a fun place to be with the midship detective agency. Scott, sorry if you said it before, but when did you start sailing with Disney Cruise Line? When was your first cruise? So I started five years ago and that was for my wife and I's honeymoon. And that was in July of uh, 2017. We went on our five-year honeymoon and uh, we had taken our our trip there. We did a parks trip and then we went on a 10-day fantasy back when they had the the major 10 days. And then we went in July for a seven-day on the Eastern Caribbean and then in December for the Western Caribbean for the seven-day. So your second and your third cruise were relatively close to one another, only six Five months, months apart. Five months apart, thanks to COVID. We had uh, 
six or seven reschedules of the cruise for the <laughs> pandemic. And the uh, it, we get enough re-cruise credit that we actually paid for a second cruise. Oh, that's awesome. Well, tell us who is normally in your sailing party. So we had the opportunity to take just our immediate family, which was uh, my father and then my wife and our three kids and the oldest one's boyfriends. We had a party of seven on this trip, and it was a truly a family cruise that was both in July and uh, was also in December for our our nice family cruise. And this was a a very special cruise because it was a two-for-one special. Not only was it a Christmas, very merry time Christmas cruise, it was also a graduation gift for me. I just graduated from the University of San Diego and with my master's degree. So this was a graduation gift cruise also. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. My wife is a huge uh, Christmas fan. And mm-hmm. she really, really loves Christmas. So this was my way of repaying back for the past two years of me being in my office studying or writing essays <laughs> or not participating. So I pulled out all the stops, not only for the wife, but for the kids. And uh, we'll tell you about some of the surprises and the departure and how that all played out here soon. What's the range of the of ages of the, of the kids? The oldest one is 22. She brought her her boyfriend with her. And then we have a 15-year-old and a 14-year-old. Teens and young adults. I love it. Yes. We got our money out of the vibe and the edge on this trip. They uh, definitely <laughs> got their, their workout. And they still enjoy the cruise line, uh, even at the sort of that teenager age? Um, we never saw them. They would, <laughs> we would see them in the morning when they were still passed out, and we'd have lunch with them. And from lunchtime till two or three in the morning, they were gone in the vibe. Now, we did require dinner time to make dinner reservations with us. But other than that, they were uh, in the edge and vibe, parting away. And it was uh, some of the most quality time they have there. That was amazing what Disney does with the teenagers. That's awesome. Nice. Let's talk about your planning before we, of course, jump into the cruise. We know you you had a parks visit and just prior to this maritime cruise, how did you sort of decide, one, which cruise you were going to take and decide to throw a little parks visit in before that? So I'm very much like Brian. I am a parks planner. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, just uh, about three years ago, my dad stopped doing all the planning and transfer control to me and said, my days of planning are done. It's, it's your time to step up and take care of the family. So I've been the family planner for the past several years. And I missed a lot of the important tips and tricks on our first cruise. And I, I wish I would have known about the podcast before we went on our first Disney cruise, but I missed so many things because I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I studied, studied, studied. And one of the best trips that I can tell everybody is staying at uh, Orlando International Airport at the Hyatt is one of the best secrets that you can do pre-cruising. And the reason why is you're right there. So you fly in the night before, you don't have to rent a car, you have plenty of food there, your hotel's ready for you to go. The next morning you get up, stand in line, I am one of those people that I'm the first one in line so I can get on that bus and get the first bus out of here. Uh, By the time you get your breakfast, it's time for you to get on the bus and you head to the port and you always have a good port arrival time. So I was very Mm -hmm. happy with that. And that's one of the tips of the trades. If you really want to maximize the money that you get out of the Disney Cruise Line, being at the their hotel to get on the ship even faster, we didn't have to pay for lunch. So we were on the ship by 11.15, 11.30 and we saved, you know, 50 to 100 bucks because we didn't have to buy lunch at 
at the airport, you know, we're buying lunch that's already included in our crew. So that's one of the tips of the trades of planning. And then I also did all the pre-reservation, all the uh, port adventures. I stay up till midnight to make sure that we get everything that we want. The mm-hmm. airfare travel, make sure everything's on point in calling Disney to make sure that we have everything that we need. We didn't use a travel agent on this one. I'm kind of our, our travel agent, but uh, the amount of planning to make sure our family has what they need is is one of the most key things that I can really recommend. Very, very smart. All I mean, all of what you did sounds perfect to me, honestly. Um, the, the high regency, we did that in July in our cruise in July. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. the value of it until the next day because everybody, they wait till the last minute to stand in line and they're getting on bus number five, six, and seven. They're not getting to the port till 11, 1130 noon. But standing mm-hmm. in line, being one of the first ones to get in that line and get on that first bus out of here, you really maximize your money and, and get in the port. You can really, really, really maximize the, uh, the pictures and things like that. And at Port Canaveral, you can actually maximize the cabanas. We don't have to wait in line for food. I mean, there's there's a lot of trips to the trade of getting down there early and, and sacrificing a little bit of sleep. Did you get to take advantage of the luggage transfer service they have at the Hyatt? Yes, we did. We took care of all that. That was all taken care of for us. And that's another wonderful thing there is while I was standing in line, our family was actually packing and getting the last bit of stuff ready. By the time I got our number one tickets, I got number one ticket in July and number one ticket in uh, December. Wow. They had our luggage ready to go. We were we were literally standing in back in line at nine to get on the bus. And we were on the bus at like nine ten. It was great. Amazing. And for those who have not maybe reached into our back catalog as far, I'll just say what Scott's talking about here is if you stay at the Hyatt at MCO, mm-hmm. two things that we really like are one, they have a luggage transfer service where I don't know if it's still leave your luggage in the room or if you have to bring it someplace else, but it's leave your luggage in the room. Okay. So they, so they actually take your luggage from your room to the ship. And so the next time you see it after you leave your hotel room is on board out in front of your stateroom, which is just really nice to not have to hassle with your luggage. And the second thing they have is Disney provided transportation from MCO to the port. Uh, It does come at a cost. It's not free. But if you're on the first or second bus from MCO to Port Canaveral, you breeze right into the port and typically you're all checked in and just waiting uh, to board the ship. And I, I would say, you know, a good amount of time too, they'll kind of bump you up in the boarding process. <laughs> so it's, you know, regardless of what your port arrival time is, if you're on one of those buses, you're going to get on the ship really early. So that's a that's a great place to be. Um, and I'm glad that tip still works out. And for those who are not familiar with the acronym that Brian is using, MCO is the Orlando Airport. <laughs> oh, Everyone who's a Disney fan knows MCO. They would recognize it by the carpet, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Scott, you did, though, before the cruise, right? You hit up the parks a little bit. So are you staying at the Hyatt, but still headed over to to Disney to hit the parks? Yeah, we had a very special operation. Like I said, my wife is a very... Christmas fanatic. And with me being in college the past two years, I really had to pull all the stops out to uh, make this trip super special. So last year we were supposed to have gone on the Disney fantasy and been on the actual fantasy for Christmas day. However, with COVID, it was nice enough to get canceled. So this was a rebook. And uh, this, this trip was from December 17th through the 24th. And we went and flew in at 6 a.m. and left Dallas Fort Worth at 6 in the morning. And we arrived at noon at MCO, dropped our luggage off, grabbed a quick bite to eat, took a Mirrors private transfer car. And I took the kids over to the Grand Floridian because one of the things that they wanted to do on their bucket list 
was to see the gingerbread cookies and the gingerbread houses. So we, we went to the Grand Floridian and then we went to, um, the second one, I can't remember the hotel, but we went to the, took the monorail over and got on the monorail and went to the second hotel that had gingerbread cookies, took pictures and everything else. And then we went into the park. We had the very merry time Mickey, very merry Christmas party ticket, which uh, didn't allow us access till four o'clock. So by the time we did all the gingerbread stuff, it was four o'clock and we were actually able to get in the park right at four o'clock, which last year they wouldn't let you in the park till 630. So it was nice to get an extra two and a half hours in this year on the on the park side. That's awesome. So you either went to the Polynesian or the Contemporary. Contemporary. That's it. Contemporary. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It's just I only know because that's the only ones on the monorail. So it's got to be one of those. Yes. And so the Contemporary had a beautiful set of uh, gingerbread houses there. I mean, we spent a pretty much an hour looking at gingerbread houses, getting pictures and things like that. It truly is once in a lifetime opportunity to see it at Christmas. And then we took that monorail right on back to uh, Walt Disney World. Now from four till uh, seven o'clock, it's business as usual for Disney World. So you're standing in the actual lines as the customers are, whoever's there that day. And then Mm -hmm. from seven till about 12 or 1230, it is just people who have paid for the very Merry Christmas. And to give you an idea of how low the park lines are for that Christmas party, we rode everything they had in the park in less than four and a half hours. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. The longest line we stood in was 12 minutes. Oh my goodness. For what ride? What was the longest what was the longest one? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mine train. <laughs> yeah. That it was a 12 minute line. I mean, everything else we were walking on. Space Mountain, we walked on. It had its Christmas overlay with the lights on inside the uh, Space oh, Mountain, cool. which was really cool. I think we rode Space Mountain three times. Uh, we got one last ride on Splash Mountain before it closed. So we did Splash mm-hmm. Mountain. We did Big Thunder Mountain. All those were open. And, uh, you know, took one last look at Splash Mountain before it closed in January. Wow, that's awesome. It's a long day. It's a pushing day. And then I get up early to go stand in line. I'm usually standing at the port desk at 7.15 to 7.30 to make sure I get one of the first spots and get on that first bus out of town. And uh, while the rest of the family wakes up, get their coffee, gets the last little stuff packed, gets breakfast so we can push through the day. That way they can get the maximized sleep and I'll I'll sacrifice for them. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. I'd love to hear how things went in the morning. You get your group one ticket. You're lined up, you said, by 9 a.m. to get on that shuttle. And how does that transfer work? So the best part about the transfer is you literally, they give you, you know, they try to take you in the order that you actually were in line. So if you were number one in line, they'll take that first family and on and so forth. And uh, you tell them how many people they have. You have your tickets. They did a quick confirmation on your health. Um, They made you fill out that health questionnaire in the morning. They verify Mm -hmm. your rooms. The one thing that I will tell you that they they changed up this time that they did not do in July, they have to have one representative for each room, even if they're linked in the same family to check you in. Um, I experienced that was we had two adjoining rooms and they made me have a representative from the second room come down. And that did throw a little bit of a kink in my plan, but they Mm -hmm. still gave us the passes and we were able to get all of us on the bus. But that was something I will pass on. If you if you have two rooms, make sure you have a representative from each room in that line ready to go. Mm hmm. 
That's a great tip. Yeah. They take you to the service elevator and, and right after that, we were on the, uh, this time it was an Academy bus. It wasn't the Mears Disney cruise bus like normal. Mm. And, uh, we were on that boat on the, excuse me, on the bus and off we went into, uh, Port Canaveral and most of the kids passed out. <laughs> we have quite a few kids passed out pictures, but they're <laughs> energizing themselves for the party that was going to happen on the Disney fantasy. So let's, let's talk about you get to the port. Tell us how check-in goes and about how long it took you to get on board from the time you arrive in the port. Traveling down, you know, with the bus and everything else, it's always great to see the Disney fantasy in the in the crosswinds. We also got to see the Disney wish that was at port and um, watching that, you know, your vacations there, you get your kids very excited. They know what's coming. Um, they had just got off the fantasy in July, so they were ready to go and relive those experiences but you never realize how beautiful the ship is until you pull up right there. And then the Disney guests, uh, they, they keep you on the bus for just a minute or two while they give you their spiel. And then they escort you right through the lines. Um, we actually made it, had all the paperwork ready to go. We had all the port arrival forms, the passports ready to go. They verified everything. We were through the check-in process, through security, and in the waiting room within 15 minutes of arriving at Port Canaveral, which that was amazing. I did try to find the host that did the family of the day, and I missed it by about 10 minutes. Um, By the time I figured out who the host was, they had just picked the family of the day. I was trying to get the family of the day, but I missed on on that opportunity. We have never gotten family of the day. I I still would love to to get that, but I'm also like, well, now that I've sailed so much, like maybe it's not really fair for us to get family. It's just one of those bucket list opportunities. It's like when they had the old uh, family of the day that was riding the parade at Mm -hmm. at Walt Disney World. You know, it's just a bucket list opportunity. But I I think what the message that I love to convey from what you've said here is just be prepared, right? Like everything goes so much more smoothly if you've got all your stuff together, right? You've got your your passports ready to go. You've done the health questionnaire. You you know you did your online check in. You've got whatever QR codes you need uh, from you know from the website. So all of that stuff is just it makes everything go more smoothly. And when you've got your transportation all planned, it makes it. Uh, all the more easy, right? I mean, so for the guests who haven't been on the ship before, one thing I will say is about eight o'clock in the morning, you'll get a last minute health questionnaire for everybody in the room. Make mm-hmm. sure you check your emails, you know, and that you fill that out because that will expedite the process to get through even the check-in line at the buses, mm-hmm. but even at the check-in line at the uh, the port. So that does make it really super fast to get through. Having everything in hand and presented to the agent or the cast member is super easy. They checked it off real fast. You know, you, you can't you can't beat it. To be fair, if you don't have everything ready to go, you'll still be able to get on the ship. It will just take you longer in that check-in process. You know, they'll be waiting for you. There'll be impatient people standing in line behind you. You'll get you might get some dirty looks and so you'll be just... that guy in the line. <laughs> exactly. Disney people are never impatient, Sam. Oh, not embrace at all. Line. Not- we love them. It's so great. People who are unprepared with their annual passes at the 
park gates, you know, it's just all fantastic. <laughs> it's it's just part of part of the Disney culture. I, I actually really want to emphasize the tip of having everything ready and give people three tips that I follow. One is I invested in not even an investment. I went on Amazon, I found a thing that would hold like when we travel, all of our passports, all of our documentation, our paper documents that we need just folded up like it's all in one place in one little zipped up container and I have that with me at the port that I can just pull it out open it up everything's there that I need tip number two is don't rely on one method to have those barcodes available so single points of failure it's like what is it Scott you probably know this phrase what is it one is having I did the paper copies so I had a paper copies in my portfolio mm-hmm. so I literally had them in hand I didn't rely off the app. The app is great and it does a lot of wonderful things. But when I want to go, they can scan seven, click, 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 click versus me trying to find it where it's on the app. So I did the print, print, print form. And uh, it's a lot easier and a lot faster than having a PDF on your phone. I do it three ways. I do the print form. I always have it printed out and folded up just in case. That's my backup, my second backup. Uh, My first backup is I usually have a photo of the form somewhere in my photos app saved and favorited so I can grab it quickly. And then I also have them downloaded into my Apple wallet because we're iPhone users. And so I've got three ways at the ready to have that barcode there and available for someone. So uh, backups are are just key because also some of these ports you get into, the Wi-Fi is terrible. The cell reception is terrible and you can't can't get things to load quickly. And so if you can just grab the paper instead, you're ahead of the game. Or even if it's just a photo on your phone, you don't need the internet to grab that photo. So speaking of Disney tech, Scott, I want to rewind us for a second because uh, the check-in process has been pretty hit or miss from home (laughs) these days in terms of the online website and the app and such. Did you have a smooth check-in process for your sailing or did you hit any hiccups? So I was a little bit nervous. Um, we had a huge hiccup here. So I, I know that the clock hits at midnight at Disney World to be able to check in, which is 11 o'clock here in Texas. I waited at 11 o'clock and I kept refreshing, 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 and I couldn't get on till almost 1230. Mm-hmm. So I thought for sure I was going to get a horrible port arrival time. I finally got in at 1230, logged everything through that I need to go through and all the questions, passports and all the other stuff. And then I wasn't even allowed to do a check-in port arrival time it gave me it it automatically assigned me one and i was lucky enough i was in group two which was at 11 15 and i was super ecstatic about that having 11 15 port arrival time for not even being able to choose one but uh there was some hiccups i couldn't check in at the proper time to be able to you know make sure that we had that early port arrival like i wanted well and i think if you have booked the transfer the MCO transfer through Disney, it like automatically assigns you the port arrival time that has, you know, that's an earlier one than, uh, than selecting one. So I actually think you don't have to worry quite as much about being sort of the first to check in at that 30 day mark if you've got transportation booked through Disney. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure how that worked because the, uh, the first cruise we did in July, we had a, uh, 12 or 1230 arrival and we had the Disney transfer service also. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so I I like the early one, just be able to get in there and be able to have lunch and everything else on the boat, save that money and and some some travel saving tips and you know, just maximize everything. And and that way you can beat the rush, beat the crowds, and you don't have to fight for a spot at Cabanas. And I I do like Cabanas. So I mean it's it's a, a way to to beat it. Also one of the things that we do is is being a planner like a, like Brian is. I gave my dad the specific task. He had to go to guest services and stand in line to obtain 
two surge protectors and two fans for the room. Well, I went to Census Spa to book the kids stuff that I needed to for Census Spa. So having that early port arrival at 1130 gave me a head start advantage to beat guest services, but also beat the Census Spa line to get what we wanted. And we all met back up at Commandos for lunch. Yeah. Nice. So why don't you tell people about this, uh, getting a surge protector and uh, getting a fan? We will tell you, we've never done that. Um, I had heard that you could do that, but we haven't really talked about it on the show. And so I'm sure people would love to hear what kinds of amenities there are available to you. So having uh, three, I'm sorry, four girls and three guys on this trip, surge protectors were a must, especially for phones, computers, charging things, electronics for teenagers hair dryers for women, things like that. So one of the things that we do and we learned early on was after they confiscated for five years ago on our first trip, all our search protectors, we learned that Disney will provide that if you ask for it, you can quote unquote rent it for a small fee. I believe it was $25 for the surge protector. And then you bring it back. It's a, just a deposit. They'll refund your deposit back. The same thing with the fan. My wife can't sleep without the fan noise. Mm-hmm. So they had two small fans. I think it's a $50 deposit. You return it on the last day. You get your deposit back and it doesn't cost you anything on that amenity. So um, they only have a limited number. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I sent my dad to guest services while I went to sense a spa to reserve that. So I didn't have to sleep outside on the uh, pool deck <laughs> yeah. to, to survive the, the trip. <laughs> I love that. This is a super smart tip because you you cannot bring your own surge protector. One thing I will say about fans is you are allowed to bring your own fan, I believe, of like a certain size. I, you have to check online to see what size. But um, ship's mechanical folks will check out your fan. So they'll take it out of your luggage to check it out and then they'll give it to you uh, if it's approved, basically. So there is a chance it gets confiscated. But I think for the most part, if you followed the rules, you will get your fan back and be able to use it. But surge protectors are no-no. Now, you can bring uh, those multi-USB plug things. So if you need extra plugs, it's not a surge protector, but you have multiple ports for USB plugs. Uh, you can bring that. But there there have been times where I've heard even those uh, can occasionally get confiscated if they you know look like it's a, a surge protector instead of just a USB. It is always good to remind folks out there, if you're new to sailing on Disney Cruise Line, check the prohibited items list on Disney's website to know what you can and cannot bring on board because we have had things confiscated or if not confiscated, at least your luggage gets sidetracked uh, for inspection and then you have to go pick it up and bring it back to your room yourself. I, I suppose they'll transfer it for you. But at that point, you're standing there in front of your luggage. You're probably just going to take it yourself. So my dad's actually suitcase actually got picked up by Disney security. Yeah. He had a small multi-tool, like a Gerber tool in his suitcase. And he had to go stop by Disney police department and go rescue his bag out of the Disney baggage jail. Oh, they gosh. took his item and kept it till the end of the cruise because he might do too much home repair on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, his multi-tool got confiscated and then he was able to bring his luggage back up. But that was one of the funnier parts of our trip. A multi-tool of all things got confiscated by Disney security. Yep. All kinds of things. Uh, don't, you know, people leave your musical instruments at home, leave, you know, any kind of small appliances, no coffee pots things like that at home, other than you're allowed to bring, you know, hair dryers and hair straighteners and curling irons, things like that. But um, 
Yeah. People try to bring all kinds of stuff on board. Uh, No pocket knives. That's another thing. You can, you know, you may be somebody who normally carries around a pocket knife. Uh, That will get confiscated. That doesn't mean, as Scott mentioned, you won't get it back. You will get it back. You just will get it back at the end of the cruise. Actually, Disney security missed the pocket knife, but took the multi-tool. That was (laughs) funny. (laughs) There you go. You know, well, that's the thing. Sometimes they miss things that they should confiscate and they sometimes confiscate things that actually they shouldn't. So that, that can happen as well. But that's funny. You board the ship. It's a very maritime cruise. So you were hit immediately with Christmas decorations, Scott. And uh, yeah, how was the ship for you from a decoration standpoint? So this was kind of a, uh, a magical thing for me also. I'm not usually in the big Christmas spirit like the rest of my family is. Usually it's we're working the holidays and getting ready. So it was a, a true relief just to be able to relax and unwind for Christmas. And I was actually able to really enjoy it. But walking in, you know, they, they call your family name. And you walk in and the Disney fantasy is just beautiful with full of Christmas decorations from port to to stern. I mean, there is decorations everywhere. They had the gingerbread houses out. uh, The wife was ecstatic and the decorations were just amazing. I mean, they even had decorations in cabanas. You name it, they had it. So it was a truly Christmas feeling. It really put the rest of the family in the Christmas spirit. It even put me in the Christmas spirit (laughs) because here we are. It's that time of the day and um, it's time to focus on family. And so I was actually able to really get in the Christmas spirit. We had our Christmas shirts on, our Disney Christmas cruise fantasy shirts. And then um, we went to Cabanas for lunch and we did that. And then I had a special operation that was very, very special to the family. And that was with door magnets, Christmas lights, and last but not least, the Disney fantasy blanket Christmas combination. Oh, You know, I promised my family I was pulling all the stops out. Like I said, being being in school for the past two years, I've missed a lot of things. Um, I have not always done my chores or not been able to attend family functions because of school. So I pulled out all the stops. We used Etsy and we had a large Christmas magnet. Then we also had several smaller magnets for our family with different Disney characters on them. But last but not least, I put the battery packed uh, lights around the door with our magnets. Mm -hmm. And then each one of the girls got the Disney Fantasy Christmas decoration party pack. I love Um, it. And so they were not expecting that at all. So they each had their big Disney blanket with a Disney scarf, Disney pillow, all the decorations. So we we actually held the girls away from the room <laughs> until it was time. And then we brought them up, closed their eyes, and we gave them their surprise there. So that was a special gift from me to the, all the girls for Christmas. That's so fun. I love the scarf, by the way. I We got one of those packages on our Maritime Cruise. They are hard to find. If you do not know they are there, they are hard to find. And they will sell out and they do sell out fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was one thing I learned the hard way in trying to buy them on the black market of Disney <laughs> does not work either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, and they're super cute. The the scarf is basically Goofy's head, um, yes. and then his and then his kind of his legs, I guess, sort of. <laughs> yes, it, it was very neat. The girls are super impressed with it, and so I got bonus points with that. And I, I really have to admit, the stateroom host was was helpful. He had the amount of people switched around, so we did a last minute switch mm-hmm. as he was getting the room ready because we actually snuck in about one thirty because they the rope was uh, already down. 
and he was finishing up our rooms. He was very helpful to make sure that I had everything set up for the girls and uh, for the wife to make it very special. And I, I really did want it to be special by decorating the Christmas spirit. So, I mean, they did a great job of getting all that set up and, and ready to go and allowing us to set the battery packs with the Christmas lights and things like that up. So it was it was super nice that they were so helpful to get in the Christmas spirit. Well, and, and very smart planning with the lights and everything. For those who, who don't know, you can br- you can bring lights to decorate your room with as long as they are battery powered. So you cannot have lights that plug in. Sometimes people sneak them on and Disney doesn't catch it, but uh, you could get them confiscated. So don't try it. Just bring battery powered ones and some magnetic hooks so that you can hang them. Another pre-arrival trip I would also offer to to your guests. If you have the opportunity, search on Facebook for the Disney Facebook group for your particular ship and your particular sailing. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of people, what they're doing and things like that. Uh, we are very fortunate in the July cruise. We actually did a huge Facebook group photo in the center of the atrium on the stairwells when some of the Disney characters came down, especially for our group. But it also provided a lot of special tricks and trades. Um, if if people had seen things that had changed or uh, people had just got off the boat, they had tips or trades or things that were broken or needed to be fixed mm-hmm. or really good trips. Um, those were all provided in that Facebook group. But you also knew a group of people before you got there. Mm-hmm. And so that was very helpful, too. Well, the room is decorated. The decorations are in full force on the boat. People are fed. What kind of uh, Christmas activities did your family get up to on board, Scott? We have to do the Disney Sail Away party. Yeah. We, we did that. We enjoyed that. And then we did... Um, some of the Christmas activities. Uh, before we did that, we did the Munster Drill, which was in person. That was very disorganized. Uh, was mm-hmm. not happy with the in-person Munster Drill. Unfortunately, they just do not have that back working at full speed. We were mm-hmm. one of the, I think we we're the first or second ship to have to go back to the full Munster Drill. Too much standing around. I wish they would let you do the check-in and go back to the video screen like a lot of the other competitors are doing. But uh, we actually did that. Then we we got ready for dinner and we went to the show first. Um, we did our, our Disney show. After the show, we went to the atrium for the Christmas tree lighting and the Christmas tree party. And then right after that, we went into Enchanted Garden to start our formal night dinner. Awesome. Well, that's a, that's a packed day. Yes. Um, what did Yeah. What did you think of, of the Christmas activity overall. Um, obviously, you, you got the tree lighting and then you had the, do they call it the Winter Wonderland Ball or something that evening yes. where Santa probably arrived, very similar to what we had on the on the Wonder. Uh, what did you think of the, the, the Christmas activities as a whole? So as a whole, I liked them. Um, they did a very good job. The only bad problem, the only the only major problem with this is they try to fit everybody on the ship mm-hmm. into one space at one time, mm-hmm. and it really causes a lot of problems. We were up on the third or fourth deck by a balcony, so we couldn't see a lot. But I felt bad for some of the kids because some of the kids missed the experience because there are so many people around. So I kind of wish they would have had a kid spot just so they could enjoy because it, it really was for the kids. But the program overall was great. They did a, a, a wonderful job lighting the tree with the songs and dances. You know, it really does get you in the spirit. Overall, it was it was great. I just wish they had a spot. I, I ended up moving so some of the kids that were there could actually see the magic because it's, it's focused for the kids. <laughs> 
Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL L Duo, so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. What kinds of things do you guys like to do while you're on the ship? I am uh, guilty as charged. I'm a census person. <laughs> I love so, it. So um, if they had a VIP club for census spa, I probably <laughs> would be a gold or platinum. <laughs> or maybe maybe even a pearl level of census spa. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, so I had to go get that. I think I had a total of two massages, a facial, and one of the shaves that we had there. Nice. I also, the wife ended up getting the uh, week-long pass for the uh, rain tree, rain, rainforest tree uh, salon. So that was very nice. And then my oldest daughter also got a facial. And so having that, I, I got the, the massage on the first day and on the last day to really yeah. unwind and and take care of myself for the the stress level that I have with my job and school. Um, so that was really nice to just really unwind and let loose in there. The other thing that I tried in the sense of spa that I was not a, a think it was going to work that actually did work is we did the acupuncture oh. and I was super impressed. It really helped relieve a lot of stress and tension and I've never had acupuncture before and it worked. I, I was actually very impressed with that. That was one thing I'd, I was not anticipating. Cool. Scott, I'm curious on the rainforest room. It doesn't sound like you got a chance to peek in there, but maybe you did. I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, did your wife enjoy the experience? It seemed to be kept up well and they weren't putting too many people in there at once, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I may or may not have accidentally got in there. Um, <laughs> definitely some security procedures I had to go investigate and check out to make sure they were safe <laughs> for all the clients and and passengers, you know, definitely security <laughs> risk that were in there. Rainforest Room, the way they have it now is the only way we ever really knew. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't know the private parties like they had back in the COVID era. And so that was not packed. It was uh, very comfortable in there. There was plenty of chairs, plenty of room for everybody. So it was not packed or anything like that. It still had the great rainforest scents and things that you look for in the rainforest room. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it just was very relaxing. Still very tranquil, very peaceful in there. The uh, rock beds are definitely are a, a friend of mine. I may or may yeah. not have fallen asleep in there a time or two. <laughs> Same. Um, but it's a very <laughs> tranquil place to be. Awesome. Nice. Love it. Okay, so your spa people, we got that checked off the list. And you did say you went to the show the first night. Are you show people? Do you, do you We do have a tradition. We do go to all the shows. We had the juggler. Mm-hmm. We had Moonshot. We had The Magician. And then our three standard shows with Frozen, Disney's Believe, and Aladdin was our third final winner. Um, we did go to all the shows. We believe in going to the shows as a family. Yeah. And it, it is good to see the, the magical part of that. 
I will say my wife is a, a like, like I said, a hardcore fanatic. So I uh, was tasked with buying a popcorn bucket. Of course. Apparently, I did try to tell Disney a new song. It was called Bum. They called me the Popcorn Bucket Man. <laughs> it had a tune tapping on the popcorn bucket, but Disney did not want to take my show tune to Broadway for some reason. But I think I may have sold a couple extra popcorn buckets. <laughs> you should have at least gotten, you know, some, you know, some commission on selling those popcorn buckets for them. Yes, definitely. We also had the uh, Avatar way of water it was coming out uh, i think we saw it two or three days before it actually came out it was released on the disney fantasy that week so we they actually got to see that i'm not an avatar person but my daughter my my father did go and sat through the three-hour movie and that was a very packed theater they did host multiple showings for avatar way of water um and that was super nice for the the guests to be able to do to do all that part so Sam, we, we did have one problem on the cruise and and I had a small addiction problem. Uh-oh. So I didn't think they had bingo on the cruise and I had argued with my wife. They, this no. is just, they do not do bingo. They don't do this and they don't do that. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. And then I got hooked on round one and <laughs> there may have been several rounds of bingo being played on the ship that I shouldn't have been playing. I did not win, but I got close several times, but it was very addicting. It is. Um, I enjoyed it. It's the first time I've ever played bingo professionally. Oh, I, you know, I will tell you, I really enjoy bingo, but I really try and stay away from it on the ship because it does become addicting, right? Like if I go to one bingo, then I want to go to every bingo. That's the problem for me. So I just try and I try and not go at all. And then and then I'm and then I'm home free. But the wife drove me to the first one and yeah. we went with the oldest daughter and her boyfriend. And from there, it was dangerous ever since. So with all your spa time, Scott, did you get off in any of the Western Caribbean ports on your sailing or did you stay on board? So, no, we actually did, but we balanced everything out. So Cozumel, we stayed on the ship because I had already pushed the family pretty hard, pretty far from that first one. And there's nothing really in Cozumel that we really wanted to see. Mm -hmm. We had talked about getting off at one point and doing just some walking around. However, during that, everybody was resting and enjoying the ship. So we Mm -hmm. we just stayed on for Cozumel. We also had a blocked view in Cozumel. Where we were parked, uh, some other ships came in and actually uh, kind of blocked our view and mm. the port got really busy. So I was kind of glad we didn't get off. However, we did go into the Grand Cayman mm-hmm. and the Grand Caymans was amazing. We uh, went to the Dolphin and Stingray experience. Oh, cool. And I was not expecting that to be as fun as what it was, but that was an amazing experience. The uh, tour guide was great. Swimming with the dolphins was amazing. They they really catered to the family and make sure everybody has a good experience. And then we went out to and took a boat to Stingray City and uh, played with the Stingrays. And that was that was something I never thought I would actually do, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. It was it was very, very nice to uh, get out to Stingray City. Cool. On day five, we went out to Falmouth, Jamaica. And if you are a enthusiast of uh, having fun, um, I would strongly recommend the Mystic Mountain Rainforest, which had the bobsled, the Sky Explorer, and the um, zipline experience. 
Um, oh, it was cool. truly a super fun experience. I'm not going to lie. The bobsled was amazing. You get on this little cart. It's a one-person cart. They buckle you in. You have a little break, and you just ride through the rainforest on this little track. It was truly an amazing experience. The wow. zip line there, they had about 10 zip lines, and we got to zip across the rainforest. The staff was amazing, very knowledgeable, safety conscious, and that was another truly amazing experience. Tell us the name of that one again, because that one, I, I'm going to write that one down. It sounds really so it's cool. It's the Mystic Mountain Rainforest, mm-hmm. and it has a bobsled and the Skyline Explorer and the Canopy Zipline. Oh. Now, they have several different tracks you can go there. They have some water park. They have some slides, things of that nature. Um, you can do pretty much make a combination out of any of that. This is mm-hmm. also an excursion where they feed you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the food was good. It was Jamaican food. They had uh, rice. They had chicken. They had lots of uh, potato salads, things like that. For the kids, they had hot dogs and french fries. They actually fed you as part of your ticket, and the food was good. It was it was quality food. It was not skimpy food. If you need to go back for seconds, you can go back for seconds. They, they took very good care of you. The van ride was a little bit long. It was a small van. Mm-hmm. It was air conditioned. Um, they pack you in there like sardines, unfortunately. <laughs> it's about an hour, a little bit over an hour ride to get to mm-hmm. the missing mountain, but it was worth it in the long run. That's good to know. I will say we tend to shy away from excursions that have a longer bus ride, but that does limit you because there are some great excursions out there that you just need to be patient with. You also take this nice uh, ski lift that's in tropical rainforest and it takes you up the mountain. So you have about a 15 minute ride up the ski lift and it's just beautiful scenery there. You can see the water, you can see the coast, you can see the ship. It's a beautiful lift up there um, as you're getting ready to enjoy the rest of your day. We were one of the first tour boats uh, to get there and I'm glad we got there when we did because we had time to do everything we wanted to do in our group and we Mm -hmm. weren't rushed where other people were rushed trying to beat the line, beat the crowd. And you could definitely tell they were just rushed trying to go through. So as, as many people like to do stuff later in the afternoon, I would strongly suggest doing an early morning time if you can do it mm-hmm. on this excursion because it will make a difference on how your experience is overall. The zip lining was fantastic. It, there were long, safe zip lines that made everything very enjoyable. Like I said, it was very safety conscious. The guides were great. They took care of you. They made you feel at home where you weren't scared. Even if you had a kid that was uh, younger, younger in age or their first time zip lining. And, and one of our guests was a first time zip liner. Um, so it, it actually worked out really, really well for him. So I, I gave it a very four to five star review at the Mystic Mountain Rainforest. That, that was very good in uh, Falmouth, Jamaica. Now, did you book this one through Disney or was this one you booked on your own? This one's through Disney. We did we did do everything through Disney just because of the safety aspect. Yep. It is a, just a little bit safer to, to plan with Disney than it is to do it on your own. I felt comfortable. I could have planned it on my own. However, we ran into some problems on the way back with traffic. We literally cut it pretty close. We were one of the first buses out there to leave. We got back about an hour, an hour and a half before 
uh, last call. And like I said, we were one of the first people in the park to get, to do everything. So I don't know how it would work for some of the other experiences. I'm, I'm kind of glad this one we did do Disney on this one. Day six was a day at sea for us. And then day seven was our castaway day. But unfortunately, Castaway K does not like me and my family. And I don't oh, know no. why. Oh, no. We are. I've only been to Castaway K and that was once. And that was on our honeymoon five years ago. <laughs> oh. In July, we got rained out. We made it to port barely. We got rained out. And then on this one, I was able to get off the ship for about an hour. And then um, they decided nobody needed to have fun in Castaway K and it downpoured the rest of the day. <laughs> and Castaway was scrapped again. Oh my so goodness. We're over two on uh, banana boats. We're over two on parasailing and some other activities that we really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The only good news is I did get some souvenirs off Castaway and I did go to the uh, lighthouse point and get up there to the uh, lighthouse and, and watch the observatory, things like that. I did get a little walk in. And, and things like that. But we did not eat cookies or anything like that because it was just a downpour torrential rain. You know, uh, we've had rain several times castaway, but we've been lucky enough that it's been sort of later in the day. So after we've gotten at least, you know, the several hours at castaway. But, you know, the weather in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, it, it can be touch and go. So I will tell you the uh, Sweet On You ice cream shop is a great consolation prize for a rainy day castaway, just in case you need to know that the treats inside sweet on you are a very worthwhile uh, consolation prize for castaway well we can't talk disney cruising without talking food scott so (laughs) you mentioned sweet on you uh but how did you find the main dining food and did you do any adult dining i enjoyed enchanted garden and i got hooked on this special uh, raspberry salad and i've I've had that the first time i i'm not a salad person in any way shape or form but it's (laughs) one of the few things that i will eat um so we had a Royal Court rotation in July, and that led us only to one time in Enchanted Garden. So this time we kind of cheated, and we did the Enchanted Garden rotation where we got it twice plus the last breakfast. I'm sorry, we got it three times plus the departing breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am an Enchanted Garden person. I love it. My second favorite is Animators. The food was amazing. We had great food. I tried almost everything you could there. Most of the time, I would get one or two of the main courses just to try. Lobster was definitely great. The fillets, the beef wellington, the sea bass. The desserts are amazing. James was our server and James was from Jamaica. He was uh, been on the ship a long time. Very, very professional. Made everything come to life. My dad was asking for a banana sundae and they were actually out of bananas the first day. They had to wait till the fresh shipment came in and next thing you know, a banana sundae showed up <laughs> every night on vacation. Um, the serving team was amazing, but we did do all main dining. We did not do any Paulo or Remy. That is one of my bucket list things to do. However, I don't want to dress up um, on a cruise. And so I am kind of lazy on that aspect. We did not dress up this time. We kind of just stayed with our, our family and cruise attire. And that was kind of our dress up for Christmas. We did have one family dress up day and that was pajama day. Um, we had a the 23rd the Facebook group. We all got together and most of us wore pajamas to the dinner wherever we were that night. So it was pajama night for Christmas. Well, that's so fun. I love that. Um, You can't go away without the desserts. The desserts there are magical. I can't go on to to tell you how many times you'd have one dessert 
And well, this also looks good. I need to, one of those too. <laughs> right. You're, you're paid for it. So you might as well get the most out of it. So I, I will be the first to admit I did splurge a lot and I went pretty far going as far as I could go to, to make the most of it. What what is also is amazing is they, they had special things ready to go. So like in, we celebrated my graduation. So they had a special uh, dessert made for me and they, they brought that out on night two when we had our, our anniversary, which is in July. They brought our special anniversary cake out for us. I mean, they really go far and beyond to make sure that things are special for the meals. We never went thirsty. We had a great service. Matter of fact, during the breakfast time at Cabana's, my dad and I are early risers. So we would get up in the morning and go to breakfast together and have our coffee. And our server was usually there. He would actually bring us additional food, even though we didn't ask him to do that if we sat in his section because he knew what we liked. Um, That's awesome. And so that is just part of the special part of being in Disney. So I will say this, if you have the opportunity, everybody likes different things, but Enchanted Garden Rotation being your first one is one of my favorites. Um, I do like animators when they make it special and make the cartoon. Mm-hmm. That is very, very special too. The just the nostalgic of how they they can put everything together to make this wonderful slideshow just from a quick animation of of ten minutes. Scott, as we wind things down here, I guess I wanted to ask the open ended question: favorite memory from this trip? I'm going to go really, really far on this one, but this Christmas cruise really meant a lot for a lot of different reasons. It it allowed me to be a husband again and be a father again. But the favorite part of this whole thing was being able to enjoy Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas with family and spending time with family and just getting that Christmas spirit. I had not been in the Christmas spirit because I was in the last crunch of finals and everything else to uh, achieve this this dream of my degree. But being able to just walk away from schoolwork, walk away from my regular job and being able to be with family and to enjoy the Disney fantasy was just something that I, I can't replace. It's family memories. I can't wait to go again. I think the last thing that's really special is Disney really captures the Christmas spirit mm-hmm. of what the holiday's about. You can't go anywhere without noticing the amount of Christmas trees, the gingerbread house, the picture opportunities. They're memories that you can't take with you again. Every Disney cruise is special, but a Disney Christmas cruise is extremely incredible. I have to totally agree with you. You know, despite the fact that I did not grow up celebrating Christmas as I am actually Jewish, but I honestly feel like Christmas is just I don't know. It's just that much more special on Disney Cruise Line. No, and if you if you have the opportunity to pay for the the photo pass on the cruise line, mm-hmm. um, you never know when you might need those memories captured, and that way everybody can be in those pictures at one time. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things we did. We did shutters for some family vacation photos and some real professional family photos in July, and that was worth the experience. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with the price of what they wanted you to pay. Yeah, I heard. I've heard that too. I've heard yeah. that. Well, they don't really. You don't really know the price going in, and then it's kind of a sticker shock. Yes, it, it, that I w- I'm not happy about because it's not worth the bang for your buck. However, the sitting and everything else, they really take some great pictures. We negotiated a little bit, and we we were able to pull some things off. the The photo pass, just like they have at the parks, is worth the money. We can get lots of different photos for your family, especially around the trip, the the ship, and being able to capture those memories where everybody's in them with a professional photographer. Um, they take a lot of pictures at dinner time and things like that. So that is something I would really recommend guest buying. The other thing too is take a tumbler. That way, if you want soda or tea, having that tumbler saves you from the small cups they have. <laughs> you can actually make less trips 
to the uh, drink dispensing areas that are located on deck 10. That mm-hmm. does save you a lot of time and effort and everything else. Also, the real tea is only at your formal dinner. And so I was able to take a real tumbler and usually get a big glass of tea to take with me that night because the tea out of the soda machine is just not the same as ice brewed tea that you see there. Sam would tell you the only real tea on board is Impalo, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. The last thing I think you need to know and to leave you with is the Christmas selection stuff in the gift shops. They really do have some really good deals that is not overpriced um, for some of their stuff. But if you're going to get souvenirs, I strongly suggest going at the beginning of the trip, not the end of the trip, because things will be gone. Um, We had a small problem because I had too many blankets and things like that from the Christmas decorations. We had to buy an extra suitcase and we got the last big suitcase on board the ship. Um, So having said that, having souvenirs early, especially in the Christmas decorations you're looking for, buy those early. Um, They were at really good prices this year. I was I was I was impressed. They wasn't, you know, super over the top expensive. So we took Mm -hmm. a lot of souvenirs away with us from our specialized shirt to I may or may not have gotten a uh, Disney fantasy ship to sit in here on my desk where I can think about our next cruise. And as we're getting ready to cruise, that's, that's some other things just to think about. Yeah. I think another tip I'll add to, to your list is bring along an extra bag if you're planning on doing a lot of shopping. We so brought an extra a, bag and had to go through bag number extra number. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But a duff, I usually usually recommend either uh, either nesting a suitcase, right? So you got a, a sort of a medium suitcase inside a large suitcase or bringing, you know, a duffel bag. Those are just, you know, easy to sort of pack. My wife was yelling at me, bringing an extra suitcase, and she didn't understand why. I was like, trust me, we're going to need this. You just don't know why yet. (laughs) And then we got there, and there just wasn't enough room to pack everything. Yes. Well, we have also fallen prey to having to buy several suitcases during our travels before we just finally... Every every time we pack, I think just about Sam, I look at you and go, do we have room for souvenirs? Yes, he does. He does remind me. He always reminds me. Like, let's let's make sure we're either we're packing an extra bag or something because he knows that there might be something I find, and all of a sudden, all our packing space is gone. <laughs> well, Scott, I think we have reached that point in our show where I need to hand you over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, some even more arbitrary rules, and a dash of judgment, <laughs> or the round we know as a rapid fire. So, Sam, take it away. Very good. I love it. All right, Scott, you know the drill. You have listened to our show before. This is where I ask you some general Disney favorites and then your Disney Cruise Line favorites. We are ready to go for rapid fire. All right. You know what you just reminded me of? You sounded like the guy on Soren. We are ready for takeoff. We are ready for takeoff. Our seatbelts are buckled in and we are ready to go. All right. I love it. All right. Who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Well, that's a, an easy one. That is going to be Woody. Oh, I mean, who doesn't love Woody? That's the best. My kids right. do call me Mr. Incredible, though. I mean, I <laughs> am a close second with Mr. Incredible. All right. I like it. Your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? That is has to be Toy Story. And all three of them are, are equally the same. What? Yeah. Equal. No, like no, that. no. No, no. The original. The original is the best by far. By far. The original but is I the do- best. Yes. I mean, they're all, all of the, I agree, the first three are better than number four, no question. But I think number one is is probably one of the greatest Disney movies of all time. I would agree with you on that one. 
All right. Okay. Well, we've got to go to your favorite Disney song. That is, you got a friend in me. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I just, I've had a premonition. You love Woody. You love Toy Story. You've got to love, you've got a friend in me. Okay. Now we've got to move on to the ship. Now we're going to be talking to Disney Fantasy because that is the one ship that you have been on three times. You are an expert now in the Disney Fantasy. But tell me, what is your favorite bar on the fantasy? You know, that's a tough one. I do like O'Gill's. And that's just because where trivia is. Even better in that it is the uh, the tube. And that is because Match Your Mate and everything else is down there. So I, I do like that bar. It has a special cozy place, especially for entertainment. But that is my all-time favorite is the tube. Okay, favorite onboard activity. And I'm going to think to myself, I think I know what you're going to say. That is the massages at Sensa Spa. <laughs> I knew it. I was going to say down, the spa. That's the winner. I love it. All right. Favorite space on the ship I think my favorite space is the veranda in our balcony, in our room and on deck 10. And that's just because the great views you can see there and you can have private time there with your family. You can actually enjoy it. It's peaceful and quiet. Um, so I, I do like that. And it's just peaceful. Nice. All right. Favorite port that you have been to other than Castaway? Man, I'm going to have to go with this one. Just because of the activity and the activities only, Foulmouth, Jamaica. We, we've had some great ports, but Foulmouth was was pretty good with the bobsled and the zip lining. All right. Um, we're we're going to talk food for a second here. I want to know what your favorite savory food item is on board a Disney cruise. Well, the savory one is going to be a tie between the popcorn mm. and the sweet on you ice cream because those two really are, are neck and neck. And depending on what specialty treats they have and sweet on you, puts it over the top of just so by a little bit. Oh, well, I was going to ask you a sweet item. So you can choose your, the ice cream at Sweet on You as your sweet item. You can have That's both. That's going to be the sweet item. There you that go. Really All, right. All right. I love it. Well, we know your favorite ship is the Disney Fantasy because, you know, love the one you're with, right? <laughs> but we would love to know what is your bucket list cruise? So you could go anywhere in the world on a Disney Cruise Line vessel. And it doesn't even have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line sails to currently. Where would you go? I would like a nice 10 to 14 day cruise somewhere in Hawaii and check mm -hmm. out that area. And if Hawaii wasn't available, then the second choice would be somewhere around the European islands. Yeah. And take a trip up that way. 10 to 14 days, though. Yeah, of course. I mean... The two-week cruise is is definitely a fantastic option. All right. Well, where are you sailing to next, Scott? What, what have you guys got planned? I'm hoping in 2024 we go on our next family cruise. We haven't ex exactly decided where that's going to be yet, but we are looking at some different opportunities in 2024. It won't be 2023 for sure, but 2024, we're hoping to get out in the summer and, and take off from there. Awesome. Nice. When you sail again in 2024, Scott, we want to hear all about it. So be sure to reach out and, and let us know so we can have you back. But for now, I think we will just thank you for taking the time to share your experience with our audience and your family's experience with our audience. And just thank you so much for being a longtime listener and for coming on the show. Brian and Sam, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to come share this. And if the listeners out there, I just would like them to really know that the tips you guys offer, regardless of how you sail, whether you're a first-time cruiser, experienced cruiser, whether you sail in a veranda, a porthole, inside stateroom, concierge, they apply to everything. 
You guys have a lot of great tips. You have a lot of great listeners that really care about your show. And without you guys, my trip would not have been as successful. So I just want to say thank you to you and all the listeners and all the show guests that you have that provide the great tips and tricks on to make the most of our Disney cruise. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry, Scott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to end the show. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. <laughs>